Off the ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're given out of the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who drew the geographical line back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. I'm delighted to welcome to the show the former Mayo footballer and current Leitra manager, Andy Moran. Morning, Andy. How are things? Hi, lads. Uh, good to be with you. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for hopping on. How, how do you feel after the weekend? It was, um, I mean, we have Johnny Ward in the studio here. Uh, morning, go is lament and defeat, but um, just one of those mad games that at half time you still felt Mayo are, are certainly not gone given the wind. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was lucky enough to be at it and. Um, uh, had the kids at it. It was a it was a great day, I suppose, to be from the Mayo side. Um, but it just reminded me an awful lot. Even at half time, it was it, it reminded me a lot of the Dublin game in twenty twenty one, where Dublin were ten four up at half time. But you just kind of felt they had the opportunities to put Mayo away, and uh, both Dublin twenty twenty one and Galway last Sunday just didn't 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 put Mayo away at any stage in that first half. I think that between 15 and 18 shots so he scored eight of them where that could have been easily at half time a 15-5 game to, to Galway and they just have to see it out but it was a five point uh, five point lead at half time to Galway and you just felt um, when, when the half time came they all were still in the game with that win you know I, I think Colm O'Rourke said that day on TV the now mead manager obviously I think he said half time that day Andy like this game is over basically you know Mayo can Dublin can go home but I, I felt like what would you think was Porrick Joyce's because that was not the case on Sunday because that wind was so bad you, you imagine Porrick Joyce is looking around the dressing room at half time you're taking off Comer um, you know you've your best players basically on one leg um, already at this stage Shane Walsh has hit three pretty bad wides and you're like this five point lead is nothing here yeah, on top of that, two Galway had two significant goal chances in the first half. Two Comer Comer mm. at the back post, um, pro- probably a half chance. And I don't know if you remember, Matthew Tierney was away at one stage in the second half, and Paddy Durkin did a long buster, fifty, sixty yard to catch him mm. and just turn him over. That was a real mm. goal chance if Paddy didn't make up that ground. So, like, Boric is a smart guy, one of the best players to ever play the game. Um, he could see that that was a five point at least wind in that second half and Golo would need to score. And a significant thing happened during the first half. We, we actually sat on the 21 of the goal, like the, the scoring end in Salt Hill with the wind in the first half. And at one stage with about 22, 23 minutes, Damien Comer went over and talked to Porrick Joyce. And from that moment on, the movement of Damien, which has caused Mayo so much difficulty in the first half, was literally gone. And there was a sense there just around us at half time that Damien Comer mightn't appear for the second half. And that gave Mayo fans huge hope. And the Gaula fans down our side could see that Comer was the key linchpin to that, uh, that forward line for goal in the first half. And when he was gone, all of a sudden it gave Mayo a huge chance in the second half. Andy, what would you have done differently that to PJ will say in the second half to manage particularly the first 10 minutes when they effectively lost the game? You see, you can't go to one midfield quite convincingly if you if you take it on kickouts in terms of high catches and breaking balls. So they won it quite convincingly. So you can't at no stage in half time there can you turn around and think keeper's going to skew one into the middle, Mayor are going to get an overload, and Dave McBride is going to come and score a magnificent goal. I, I don't think anyone can kind of 
structure for that. On top of that, then in that position when Dave McBride, um, like Dave McBride is a club man of mine, who's a, a major moment for our club. The club is mm-hmm. actually bouncing since it, to be honest with you. But if you notice, Sean Kelly is the sweeper in that incident. He is the guy, and a fit Sean Kelly probably doesn't allow that goal to happen. But PJ Porrick had to play Sean Kelly. If you take it, Silk is gone, Malloy is gone, Dylan McHugh is gone from last year. If you take out Sean Kelly, that's four of the starting six four defenders that got to the all the final last year. So you can't really take him out. So he snookered in a way um, that I don't think you can really... You can't line yourself up as a manager in that situation at halftime. You're just hoping that the lads have enough in the tank uh, to get over the line. The big decision for me was not bringing on Rob Finnerty at halftime. Right. Like with his Mayo connections, <laughs> Joe, that game means an awful lot to him. For us in Mayo, we would rate Rob Finnerty very, very highly in Mayo. And it's uh, it was just surprising not to see him coming on at halftime. But in that situation where Porrick Joyce is in, you just have to make sure everything from the kicking tee from the goalie goes right. And when Matthew Tierney gets that chance in the second half that he takes it and you hope to just see the game out. Andy, you've mentioned him already, Dave McBride. Uh, as you say, a club made of yours with Balladurine. And, and this guy I know is coming. The other 20s performances he put in, I, I suppose, put him on the map for, for everyone else in the rest of the country. But as you say, a very, very proud moment for your club. And that was the moment really that, that, that ultimately won the game. Yeah, I think the great thing about like we experienced a great moment um, on on Sunday. My, myself, my wife, my two kids, and all people from Balladrine experienced like it's something special. It, like for me, as a clubman, I, I think the last person that I seen scoring a goal from Balladrine in Championship was Noel Durkin in '89, from what I can remember. So I think we underestimate how special these moments are. You know, it's uh, it was sort of like if you've seen our small town here in Balladrine over the last 24, 48 hours, it's WhatsApp groups are jumping, the town is a light of colour. It's it's just amazing, and that young man just going on that one-two with Aidan O'Shea and Barry in the back of the net, it's really lifted the whole town and lifted the whole club. So it was an amazing moment for the club, something I was... It was the first time I actually seen David playing senior live for, for, for me because we were kind of... always The games were always conflicting with Leeds this year, so it was just a, a, an amazing moment and uh, one that the club was very proud of. You're right in the border as well, so like it was a, it was a lot going on for Balladrine this weekend. <laughs> ah, it was just uh, you know, the Rossies played on on Saturday um, like to be honest with you we'd be very kind of like everyone going into that game for Mayo Galway on, um, on on Sunday was all, all saying aren't we two Egypts to have left ourselves in this position where <laughs> one of the teams are going to be out come Sunday evening um, so there was a bit of that in it because you'd have a bit of pride with three kind of teams if you could get two or three kind of teams to the quarterfinals of a, an All-Ireland series but if you go came. back Andy to the late 90s we'll say when from basically from 96 onwards Galway or Mayo were effectively All-Ireland contenders until they played the other and that's what happened Sunday that's what happened Sunday and um, unfortunately for us since 98 uh, I actually walked out of the stadium would you believe just by pure coincidence with John O'Mahony and he was the last manager call manager to put me all kind of out of the championship I think it was 98 so it's a long running thing um, but these boys just like me all for us to just keep kind of producing these huge performances and 
like like I kind of just kind of deflect into the management side of things at the start of this year if you're a Mayo supporter I know for me you're going in there you're thinking Kevin, Stephen these guys give them 18 months two years to really kind of build it with Lee retiring and Ushing going to the, the Aussie rules give them two or three years but for me they've over already over uh, achieved of where probably a supporter thought there would be. Now I know Kevin has always said, "Listen, this team is ready to go. Let's let's move in." But to lose them fellas out of your backline and to win a national league and to be in an All Ireland quarter final, you know, the the, the spoiled you know, uh, supporters in two thousand and twenty-three. We already mentioned the goal, uh, Andy, but the, another moment that, that really stood out as a, as a bit of a turning point on Sunday was Killian O'Connor being brought from the bench and the usual lift that gives the the, the Mayo supporters, and then he of course. Scores that point, inspirational point. You know, a couple of minutes, if even after he's after he's come on. I know he was back with the club, and I think kicked two six the week before. So clearly firing in all cylinders ahead of this weekend, which is, I mean, from Mayo perspective, crucial. Yeah, I'm not sure you're ever going to see Killian firing in all cylinders again. Mm. To what we've been spoilt in Mayo over the last, I suppose, decade, thirteen years, maybe, but. Like his point, the last day was just to turn onto your left leg in under the stand and uh, put it over the black spot was brilliant. But there was another moment, Paddy Durkin's, I think, first point. I'd love to get the behind the goal ca- camera where Killian makes a run inside one of the backdoor cuts. He makes the run inside, goal of defender goes with him, and he just checks out. And he literally makes 10 to 15 yards of separation between him and the defender, hand passes it to Paddy, and Paddy gets the score out of it. And it was just them soft little touches that could potentially help me over the line next Sunday. Um, and yes, listen, when you get a bit older and the injuries kick in, you may not have the pace to play the 70 minutes, but to have a guy like that in reserve for, for 20, 25 minutes was just... And I, I thought the boys really did it well. I thought, um, the again, complimented the management team. I think that they didn't wait, they didn't hesitate. They brought him on when we had momentum, and as you said, it gives a huge kick. But for him to kick that score directly after the goal was just, it was just, um, I think it was a momentum that probably won us the game. And I thought the switch was made at that perfect time, just to, at the moment we needed to have the med, you know. What have you made of Dublin? Yeah, I was kind of half listening to your chat before the game and see her the undercooked. And Joe, I, I think we've all been involved with club teams, haven't we? Where you know, you have this old club team that have won a lot of stuff. And you just can't get rid of them, you know. And um, I think if you're asking Desi Farrell, you're asking uh, James McCarthy, Brian Fenton, these guys really want huge tests going into quarter final. And I would say the answer to that question is no. I think, I genuinely think they've got enough tests for the team and the age cohort of that team. What they want on Sunday is to go to that game with Cluxton fit, uh, Jack McCaffrey fit, James McCarthy fit. Uh, Con Callan fit like that's where they want to go um, to that game on Sunday and over the course of the year they got Derry in the league final obviously the Derry up there which were two huge tests they'd the Rossies really put them to the to the pin of their collar um, and they had enough Kildare put them to the pin of their collar you know they had enough tests I think to get them to there and what Dublin want to go to is they want to go with their best 22 on Sunday to, to face me on I think the way it's ran into them it's probably suited Dublin. There is a huge argument on Sunday. We all seen the games last week. You were talking about them. Tyrone, Monaghan, Mayo and Cork. They're coming in with huge, huge momentum. The huge momentum. And the other guys are sitting there 
which all of us, me and you two guys included, we just said the preferred route is to have the week off. But now you're thinking, mm. is it? it? Like for Dublin, I think it probably suits them. But for the rest of them, does it suit them? Like, do you know, like you, you have uh, you have Derry coming in there facing a team that are just after taking out. You know, we'd have put both Mayo and Roscommon probably in the, the top eight, top, like Monaghan would have been down to rank number 12, I think. But you'd have probably put them into the top eight, top 10 at least. And now they're coming in, Cork just after beating the two of them. Like you've seen the pace Cork had in that second half when they were going at it. And now they're coming in to Crow Park, even a faster pitch, playing at Derry. And you, you, you just never know, is it momentum or is it that two-week break that's really going to suit teams? So I put Dublin kind of in the same category Dublin probably definitely with their age profile wanted the break, uh, but they're facing a Mayo team just with huge momentum now coming off Salt Hill last Sunday. It's a fair point. Like because the, the week break, everyone thinking, "Oh, this is this is a massive advantage," but not necessarily. So the other thing, Andy, as well, like Mayo getting back to Croke Park. I know it's against Dublin on their home pitch, and yet there's just something about this Mayo team because I'm hearing people saying after the game, "Well, the performance against Galway wasn't good enough." And James Horn was speaking to Tommy after the match uh, in Pierce Stadium, and he was kind of saying, "You know, Mayo's performance won't have scared anyone." And yet, Mayo in Croke Park just always feels like it's, <laughs> regardless of the performances that have come before, it's just something different. Yeah, I, I remember people when we used to be playing used to talk about the madness of Mayo, and I used to think that's nonsense. But <laughs> when we come to the other side of the incline, <laughs> you, you kind of understand what the supporters have felt over the last you know, 20 years and um, that's the same it was the same Sunday it was you know, by no logic should Mayo have got back into that game at half time and everyone just kind of felt at the stadium <laughs> yeah, we have a huge chance here and I think the same refers to Dublin on Sunday Mayo are coming in they've played what five championship games um, and three of them championship games they were or um, in one of those championship games they were absolutely unbelievable and against Galway they just showed the character that you know Jeremy O'Connor Paddy Durkin Killian O'Connor Tommy Conroy these guys have you just know the character they have so they've showed kind of in the five championship games they've showed every characteristic that we all have um, over the last uh, over the last couple of years so yeah it's it, it I, I can tell you uh, walking around Castle Bar where, where we work, it's um, the energy is absolutely, absolutely back. The Mill people are behind the team. Um, the Mill, I think the Mill people, even though there'll be always a few dissenters, I think are 100 percent behind the management team. And when you have that in Mill and you have that energy coming to Pope Park, I think it gives us gives us uh, gives Mill a huge chance. Um, now saying that, I do think Dublin are a more formidable force than they have been for the last two years. Having Cluxton back is is nearly like having a, a second head coach on the on the pitch. I think Mick Fitzsimons, where I've marked Mick at his very, very best. Um and I thought he was probably come Joe coming to the end. But since Cluxton came back, it's nearly like it's nearly lifted Michael Fitzsimons, which gives Dublin a huge lift. If you have him, you have Merchant, Joe, you have Lee Gannon coming out of that back line with Paddy's or with, with John Small, and then up top, like Khan is literally. I, I actually had a conversation with Tommy a couple of weeks ago, and I said, You're sleeping on Cal O'Callaghan. And he kind of goes, What do you mean? And I said, This guy is scoring four to five points a game here, do you know? And no one was really saying anything about him. I think he's got something like 220 or something in the championship. It's it's phenomenal score, nearly all from play. And 
with him in form, I think Dublin are a different proposition than they have been since since 2020. I think they're they really are. Um, so we don't know what Dublin are going to bring, but I, I think it's fairly sure what Mayo are going to bring in terms of they're going to perform, they're going to have huge energy, and they most certainly aren't going to give up. So when you when you have them three characteristics, you have a chance. But I do think this Dublin team are probably a bit better than we're giving them credit for. If you're Kevin McStay, Andy, who are you putting on Conor Callaghan? Dave McBride. Right. No, see, it's a funny one because the country don't know about McBride um, because, like, since his under twenty age, he's, he's literally been injured. He had a lot of quad injuries. Um, but when he gives that ball to to, to Aidan O'Shea um, on the on the on the fifty yard line, every Balladrine person in that stand is just shouting, "Give it back to him!" <laughs> you know, every like because we know the pace and the power and the energy this guy has. Um, and it was very kind of not not like it was very kind of Lee Keegan esque the way he took the return and buried it into the back of the net. So, like to me, he's a big game player. He's can, he can run like a hundred meter athlete, and you know, you're 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 looking you're basically looking at, in my opinion, probably top two player in the country. And you, you need your best players on these guys, and you're you're you're, you're putting Dave McBride all day on them. You mentioned Aiden there, and I think like some players attract um, attention that they shouldn't. Or certainly, criticism I think that oversteps the mark in, in amateur sport. And I think Shane Walsh probably gets a bit of it this year because of his profile and obviously the club switch and all that. And Aiden has certainly gotten it. What's Aiden thinking right now? Oh, he's 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 like when you're when you when you turn in your thirties, um, like in Killian is a bit younger. Killian is about thirty one. And he's a bit younger, but the energy Killian had coming off the pitch the last day, I was actually on, it's amazing how quick time turns, and I was actually on the pitch after the game with my little boy, Ollie, who's five, looking for autographs of the old players. So it's amazing how, how time turns. So I was actually on the pitch after the game, and Killian comes running off the pitch, and the energy that guy has, like you have to put yourself into his shoes two weeks ago. There's half of him thinking... My doing here is my career over, and all of a sudden he comes out and kicks the point. The energy is back. The crowd is lifted. All of a sudden, Kevin McStay and Rachi probably have faith in him again. The Mio fans have faith in him, and all of a sudden his career now is nearly taken off again. I know it's only a week, but it's taken off again. And Aiden is the same. He's thirty-three years of age. He's sitting there looking at that game the last day, especially when he's taken off, which I thought was a really surprising decision. Um, and he's taken off, and he's thinking, if this goes wrong here. Um, like, am I potentially done at 33 coming into my 34th year in, in 2024? And now all of a sudden, he's going to be playing in front of 80,000 people in Crow Park. And people ask, do you miss football? And do you miss playing? And I like the answer to that for me, 99% of the time would be no. There's nothing you miss from it because the work rate that has to go into it. But when, if you're preparing for Dublin this week in front of 80,000 people, like that's one thing that you, you'd miss that energy that, that that buzz would give you if you were part of it. And Aidan O'Shea, Killian O'Connor and the older members of that group are all feeling that this week. And as as James McCarthy and Jack McCaffrey Fitzsimon. and Paul Mannion, they're feeling that as well. The energy that they feel this week is just amazing. So Aidan O'Shea is just the exact same as all of them. Probably didn't have his most influential game the last day, but people underestimate the soft skills of football. Like, like Aiden gives that pass to Dave McBride, 
Dave McBride doesn't have to literally take a step out of place. It it is literally in the breadbasket of where you want to give the pass. And people look at that and go, it's a five yard hand pass, what are you on about? If you're playing full forward, which is the technically the hardest position on the field, if you're playing that and you get a hand pass off that's in a fella running at a hundred miles per hour off you and think that's a real hard technical skill. So that little soft skill goes a long way to me when at the game last summer. So Aidan's confidence is up. Mm. Um, he will really look forward to taking on Davy Byrne the next day. If it's Davy Byrne or John Small, he'll really look forward to taking on them. And John, like, what has he got to lose at this stage of his career? He's 33. Uh, we haven't got to where he wants to get to. And um, it's just, it's, it's, it's nearly like a free shot for the likes of Aidan on Sunday. Mm. If I go around the houses, Andy, in a word for each of the quarterfinal ties, I'm putting you massively on the spot here. Uh, it all starts on Saturday evening with, with Kerry Tyrone. How's this one going? Well, like the football pod has been absolutely horrendous over the last couple of weeks. And I, I don't, I can't believe you're giving Tommy Rooney actually a shot at these power rankings. I don't know how he's getting airtime. To be fair, yeah, the, the predictions have been so bad. Like you know, um, I just think Kerry. Like I seen Tyrone on Saturday, and I just thought, wow. And people are saying now Kerry didn't want Tyrone. But I actually feel it's the other way around. I just don't think Tyrone wants to carry this Sunday. I think if Tyrone got one more game and they got Kerry in the semi-final, I think they'd be flying. The likes of Rory Canavan, who shot for, I think, 2-5 on Sunday, was really in for four goal chances. If he got a game under his belt at Crow Park before Kerry, I think it would be a huge thing for them. So, listen, I think Sean O'Shea has been the biggest problem for Kerry all year because he literally just couldn't find his form but in the last two games he got five against he got five against Cork and he got one eight the last day mm. like he's right back in form and if you're talking about the top two with Con and Clifford the top three Sean Shea for me is number three on that list and when you the two top forwards in the country on form I just think they'll have too much for, for Tyrone on Sunday the next two games we have Armagh Monaghan uh, on Saturday evening as well and Derry Cork how do you see those two going? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the rest week. So, like, the moment, I'm going to go with the rest instead of the momentum. So, I am going to go with Armagh and I am going to go with, uh, with, um, sorry, Derry. I just think, I think I've seen a nod where Derry are 9 1 when they're all learning. I think it's absolutely crazy. I think Derry have a huge, huge chance of, uh, yes, obviously, turmoil in the camp during the year, but they've got better since last year. I think they're the one team that you would say that have, out of all the teams, from 2022 to 2023, who's actually improved? McGuigan has got better. Rogers has got better. Their defence has got better. McFall is back. They've lived, their goalkeeper has got, Lynch has got way better than he was in 2022. Mm. And they're the one team, I would say, that are on an improving scale. So I think they have a huge chance and I think they'll win. And I think they, if you're talking about a dark horse, is outside Kerry. Dublin, Tyrone Mayo, I think Derry are a huge, huge shout to the All-Ireland. Right, so we have Kerry, we have Armagh, we have Derry already in the, the All-Ireland semi-finals, according to yourself, Andy. So who's at half five, six o'clock Sunday evening, Dublin <laughs> or Mayo, who is it? Like, head all day tells you Dublin. Um, but I have to, Joe, you have to go... Like, it, it changes a whole lot when, when when a club guy is playing for the county. Like, literally, your support levels go literally through the roof because you're so proud of this young kid making an impression on the on the national stage. So, listen, I, I go for me off the crack uh, more so than... Andy. The Division 1 winners, like, I mean, there's not yeah, nothing yeah. at all. To, like, Mayo, this is a 50-50 game, surely, at worst for Mayo. 
And it, it is, but like if you're talking, you're you're really talking about your 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 logic, and you're putting pound for pound, player for player, how they've been playing over the last couple of games. We're just taking, um, see, we're we're taking Dublin against Sligo. We're not really rating that game, and we're taking Galway and Mayo. We're giving that huge rating, which is fair. But then you're not really taking into consideration how well some of the Dublin boys played against Sligo. So, to me. Mayo, like I think it's 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 sixty forty in favour of Dublin, but I think if Mayo can get Dublin into a battle, I think Mayo have a huge huge chance. So listen, I'm still going for Mayo. Don't be giving out to me. I'm still going for, <laughs> I'm still going for Mayo, but I, I think um, like Dublin have literally every single player back. I think Young Bugler, Paddy Andrews called uh, Bugler years ago because I, I remember asking him on the pod. I said. I think it was off air at the time, and I just spoke to him. Who's go- who's the Dublin forward that could make the difference? And he said Bugler, and I think he is just really, really playing well. I think Fana's mm. really playing well, but I think if you have Merchant Fitch, if Lee Gannon fit, I think they're a really, really, really good team. Like I, I, I genuinely think. I think the game against Roscommon was a real wake up call for them that they can't just sit back and wait for other teams to make a mistake because teams have got used to playing that system. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a really, t- really tight game. Um, and I think we have a huge, huge chance. And I, I'm, I'm going to go with Mayo, but um, John, if you really analyse the game and went with Logic, you, you'd be maybe side on the side of Dublin, but Logic seems to have lost its way in the championship so far. So Andy, we've, we're 10 minutes over time here. We have to let you go. Like <laughs> This man will talk football all day. It's only it. 9 o'clock in the morning. I love, it. Yeah, I love I, it. I was kind of halfway through the first prediction when you said it in one word, and I was halfway through <laughs> five minutes. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, yeah. No, listen, great to, have, great to be on, lads. Thanks a million for having me. Great stuff, Andy. Fair play. OCB AM. With Gillette Labs, get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.